I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Potting. How about you, everybody? Welcome to the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live All 3. If you're not a member of that site, you absolutely should be. You're absolutely missing out. That is for sure. I am joined, as I always am, 60% of the time by Mr. J-Head. How about you, Mr. J-Head? Hey, how you doing, brother? Now, today, my name on the board was Jarhead. There was somebody oh, I saw that. that. I saw you that. Know, they got a little confused with my haircut, but good old Frederick Nine, he got him, got him straightened out, so we're good to go now. And you know what? Was that, was that, was that, was that right? Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm you good, man? There we go. Uh, <laughs> Was 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 he taking a shot at you? Is, I don't know. Is that offensive to? No, wasn't offensive. I, mean, I think he meant to say J head. It came okay. out as head. Fred ninety got it all squared away. Said yes, he does have that fade haircut, but you don't have to worry about it. He's in the Coast Guard. Any which way, been a little bit of an exciting day on the corner. Man, what a day for Auburn, man. We've been uh, we've been waiting for a day like this. I actually w- w- went on the uh, on three podcast with Josh Newberg, and I was like, dude. I'll, Auburn fans need a win, you know. Yes. And Joe Phillips was nice, but wasn't an anom- wasn't an anomaly, you know? Was it, or was it the new norm, as Josh Aldridge uh, sneakily said today on Twitter? And it was uh, it was good to see Auburn flip the second, steal the second linebacker from Georgia in the last six weeks, and beat yeah. Alabama head to head for in state five star, something that hasn't happened since I think it was Marlon Davidson. Uh, but I mean, do you really count the brother of Ken Carter, who was a coach at the time and off the field? You know, go back. I I, I can't remember. Jay Hick, do you? TD Moultrie probably the, was yeah, he five well, star? Not, not, not five star because TD was he was a high four, so he was on verge of five. But um, that's the last big in-state recruitment I can remember us winning head to head against Alabama for a guy they wanted. And was carry on. Carryon was before that, and I think he was the. I think he was 2015. But was he five star? Was he Alabama top target? He was or? A high four. He was a high four. Okay. I think he was five at one point, and then dropped back to a four. You know how rivals does their rankings sometimes. Sure. So, yeah, um, I don't know very well. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know what? For it to be a rivalry, each team's got to get some wins, right? That's you know, right. And Auburn has been too long without a series of wins. Joe Phillips was nice. You're right. But that was an in-state guy over Georgia. Demarcus Riddick was an in-state guy over Alabama. The first five-star since 2019, Owen Papo. That is the first five-star that we've had committed. And it's just huh. been too long, and it's a day that Auburn fans should be happy about, they should be proud about. You know what I mean? It's been a long time coming. Uh, and it's, you know, we talk about signature wins. This was, without a doubt, a signature win, but also a domino piece because guys see a player like DeMarcus Riddick commit, and they start to think to themselves, well, what's Auburn got going on over there? 
maybe I want to know more about Auburn. It's okay for me to be a great player and go to Auburn now. It's a tone setter. Um, you know, Josh Aldridge loves that, that domino gif on Twitter. Mm. Well, he just hit one today, and credit to Josh Aldridge because him and Hugh Freeze brought this one home. Man, what a day. Uh, this is uh, – I, I want to talk – we're going to talk more about D'Angelo. Uh, D'Angelo. And I was thinking about D'Angelo Barber because I'm thinking, man, look at the linebackers they've got right now. Yes. D'Angelo Barber, who is not a slouch by any means. Joe no. Phillips, Demarcus Riddick, you still got Wyatt Simmons on the board. you still got um, – uh, Bradley Shaw. Bradley Shaw's on the board. And, you know, you get one of those two guys, you've got a – you got a stud group of linebackers in this class, and it was a huge, important, uh, huge need for Auburn in this class. Let's get. L- l- let me get to my bird dogs, big dog, because I love. I- I'm just loving bird dogs more and more, man. Uh, if you've been listening, uh, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, man, you've got to try out these new bird dog shorts. And uh, I certainly have been. I'm wearing the blues today. Oh, look at Zach put me big. <laughs> Yo, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to me, dog. <laughs> let, me, let, let me show you, though, for real. Look at this. Man, I like, you know, I used to be, you see what I'm saying? Hold on. Look at you. Hey, what's up? <laughs> look, they got that white bird dog on the back. That's my tramp stamp. They got the khakis. With the liners in them. The liner is actually green, so you can't see it because of my green screen. But great stuff, man. I love bird dogs. They're very comfortable. Obviously, they make you look good. I mean, need I say more? Give them a try, man. If you haven't already, birddogs.com slash Auburn. Use that promotional code. Get you a free Tumblr. Yeti-style Tumblr. Bird dogs. Holy crap, I'm out of breath. Birddogs.com. Slash Auburn A U B U R N in all caps. Uh, man, this is these are these stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and gives you fully sculpted look. You should see my butt in real life. Uh, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. Uh, they fit way better than regular shorts. They're made of stiff that are made of stiff or sticky cotton. Uh, Berto fixed this as you by inventing cloud knit fabric. That's what's so soft about them. That looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice your movement. Bird dogs <laughs> uses anti-stink sweat. Jessica loves that about them. Uh, keeps you cool and dry all day long, man. Go check it out. Go to birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps, or enter the promo code if you just go to their website. When you check out, enter the promo code Auburn. But I would suggest birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps, and you'll get your uh, – free Yeti-style tumbler for doing so. Appreciate everybody, man. Bird Dogs is fantastic. All right, so what I was wanting to say about uh, DeMarcus Riddick, and first and foremost, Cole Pinkston was uh, on, on scene today. He had boots on the ground there at Chilton County High School. Did a fantastic job, dude. Cole is absolutely killing it. We are very fortunate to have him at Auburn Live, and I know the subscribers are loving him and his coverage. Yes. <laughs> um he is going to join us when he can. He's kind of uh, finishing up his coverage. He's kind of working his way back. He's going to get to a spot, call in, and, and give us some uh, some first-person details. Look at that. Right on cue, big dog. Oh, look at him. I hope he didn't hear me so when I was kissing his ass and stuff. Mm. Keep that head low. <laughs> well, I mean, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Yuck. <laughs> 
Cole, talk to us about today, big dog. What did you see? What did you think? What did you feel? How do you think? Lift your head. <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. I I, uh, I just posted this on the board actually before I jumped on here. It was it was the conversation I had with Demarcus himself in February, man. I went and saw him in person. He, uh, for whatever reason, I, I I really don't know why he opened up to me. Um, you know, I, I knew some people around him. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's because I knew some of the coaches over there, and he was, you know, he felt comfortable. We talked on the record, off the record. Um, it was off the record, though, when he said to me, look, I, I'm going to Auburn. This was in February. I, I'm going to go to Auburn if things keep going like they are. He had to clear that up because at first it was like, I was in shock because he, he was committed to Georgia. And it was a little bit more fresh at the time, right? Sure. Um, so he just kept going with that, and, and he explained the whole thing to me and said, look, I mean, I, I almost think I, I might have rushed my Georgia commitment a little bit. Everything seemed right at the time. Now you know, I got Josh Aldridge on me. I got I got Hugh Freeze. It's just it feels like home, too. He said it just feels like home, and that's the place that makes me feel the most comfortable. You know, that's after only three months of Hugh Freeze and Josh Aldridge being at Auburn. That's three months. of that, That's how they made him feel. And he had already, you know, he committed before. He committed in early November. Hugh Freeze and those guys. Hugh Freeze was the main Auburn head coach at the end of November. And three months later, he's telling you, I'm going to Auburn unless things change. He did. And, and you know, I, of course, it took me a second to process what was going on. I was like, did did he really just say that to me? I, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. You know, I I knew at that point you better not rush to anything here because guys say things like this all the time. It's part of how recruiting goes. You know, I, I'm in the learning stage at that point, and I still am right now on how this goes and, and what it, on, on what things are said and all of this. Um, so I, I've been checking around since that day, and uh, I guess it was about two or three weeks later is when I, I'd heard enough, and I said, you know what? I think in the end, I think in the end, Auburn gets this guy. I don't know why it is. I have a gut feeling, number one. Number two, a lot of other people have that same gut feeling, people that know him, people that interact with him. And then on the other side of it, Josh Aldridge, Auburn, you know, they felt like they were going to do whatever they had to do to keep him. They felt like they had made the impression that they needed to make the very first time at, at the junior day in January. And – Kept building off of that, and man, did they did they close the deal or what, man? I mean, mm. it's amazing. It's amazing how they pulled that one off. Not only is this an in-state five-star guy that Alabama wanted, but this is a dude who Nick Saban singled out at their spring game. All yeah. those studs that were in Tuscaloosa, Nick Saban said, "Big dog, come ride with me in my Mercedes that I own because I own the dealership. Let me drive you to the game." Wasn't it? Yeah, brother, I said it was over. When I saw that video, I said, all right, man, I'm out, okay? Hey, go ahead, crystal ball him to Alabama. It's done. Hey, you know what I mean? Listen, listen, J-Head, when I saw that video, I said, oh, I think I need to go change it. And then y'all, were, y'all were right. What, what was his first words today after he committed to Auburn? He said, no, a lot of y'all know this. I was, go- I was really going to go to Bama, but Auburn was the right choice for me. So everything, everything, Cole. If you 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 really walked everybody, you you had that feeling in February, 
And you told everybody in March and April and probably up to, through May, ah, I kind of feel like he's going to Bama, but I'm going to hold tight. My people are saying hold tight. My people are saying hold tight. So I'm going to hold tight. And that's exactly what happened. He was Phil in Auburn. He went to Alabama. He went to Tuscaloosa. I felt like, Cole, I, I, I think you were there with me. I think it was during, gosh, if it was during it, I don't think it, I think it was the April visit. But he walked into the football facilities with a totally different demeanor than I'd seen him have. He was part of the family. You know, like he was, he, like he owned the place. And I, I don't mean like get out of my way, open the door. I mean, busting up through there. What's up, buddy? You know, I, oh, you know, kicking, laughing it like he, like he'd been there for the last six months. And I was, I, I thought, man, that's a different, that's a different side of him. And now yeah. looking back on it, I just wonder, is that the, the, was that the balcony day? Was that practice? Was no, that the practice visit? That, that was in, that was, during a seven oh seven. Now that's oh, that, I, the balcony I, was. Yeah, but I, I don't know if he was part of the balcony, but he was he was yeah, there for seven oh seven. Well I, I, maybe that's what it was. I, I don't remember exactly when it was. I went back and looked at his visits and it was you know, he came January, came back in March, came uh in April, and then he came back for an official visit in June. But he yes. was also there for a seven oh seven. The following in June. So the following was, week. Yeah, he did his June OV on June 9th. I think it was June 9th and 10th. It was his OV, and then the following week he had seven on seven. And that's about the time we all collectively started to hear buzz about, mm-hmm. hey, Auburn's legitimately in this. And, and you know, and, and you want to temper expectation as best you can. You, you don't necessarily put everything you hear on the board because the last thing you want is, is fan reaction to be, oh, we didn't get him again. You lied to us. You know, You know how it goes. Look. I'm not. Uh, I'm not telling our, our fan base anything they don't already know. But you want to be sure about the things that you put out there. And I think yeah. you and Cole both put this out. It, Cole, from the very beginning, you've had this pegged, and then Jeffrey, the way you've kind of played things out, cautiously optimistic, kind of laying things out, has laid the breadcrumbs for everybody to kind of be able to enjoy today for what it is, which is Auburn landing a five-star linebacker. Hmm. Something like we said hasn't happened since 2019. That is our first five star since 2019. Do you count Bo, Bo Nix? So Bo actually was walked back to, I think, a high four. I don't oh, cool. believe he was a five star. Now, okay. Bo was a 2019 class anyway. So Okay, okay, okay. Cole, let's get Cole, let's get him uh, gone. Let's get you back hey, on, big dog. I'll say this real quick, Jeffrey. Uh, I went to see DeMarcus, I guess it was the week, it was a, two or three days before his official visit at Auburn. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with him. We talked on the record, off the record, just like we did in February. I walked away from that day going, wow, I've got to change my pick to Alabama. Mm. I have to. He's not going to Auburn. Right. Not gonna he goes on his OV. I still hear the same kind of thing. We think it went really well, but, you know, I just don't know. He comes back for that 707 less than seven days later or seven days later, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Again, his demeanor is totally different. I think this is what you're talking about, Jeffrey. Maybe that's what it was. Totally different. Messing around. And then I I talk to some people, and they go, hey, we got it. We got it. We were all hearing that. Yeah. I mean, we were. Uh, we didn't say any. We didn't come out and say that, but we were all seeing it. We were all hearing it. What What today did for me, 
J-head mostly because you understand where I've been coming from cautiously. You know, hey, uh, I, I know what I'm hearing. I know what he's telling people. I know what I've seen. I'm just telling you, hold the F on. Yeah. You know, I'm not running to make a prediction because there's still a lot of time. But what today did for me, it gives me more confidence in Auburn moving forward. Yes, that they that this staff knows how to accurately peg recruitments that they're in. And so the information that you're getting, you can rely on. And look, I'm not trying to bash any other staff that's ever been at Auburn, but that hasn't always been the case, right? Like you would get positive feedback that something was going to happen, and then the opposite typically happened. And, so it – yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead, finish it up. No, I was just gonna say, so it just it, it gives you trust and faith in what you're hearing, and even more so if you back it up. See, Cam Coleman, I didn't know what to make of that, right? But I thought, man, if y'all will remember, I dropped Cam Coleman from sixty to fifty-five, and everybody freaked out. Yeah, and I and I wrote this on the board. I, I should have put more stock into the intel I was getting at that time because it was if tomorrow's signing day, he's not coming here. Right. And that's why I dropped him from 60 to 55 and people freaked the freak out. And I was like, well, I, I hear you, man. I still think in the end he signs with Auburn. So right. if I'm going to be stubborn and stick with this, then I might as well put my prediction in. And, of course, he freaking committed the next day to A&M. Of course. I mean, this, that's the most Jeffrey Lee thing that's ever happened. I mean, that just, that, that's my life, people. Let me just tell you. That, just, that, that is that. That's Jessica. She's like, my life was great until you came in it. <laughs> Now I get all the red lights and the line does all. I'm always at the end of the line and you know Chick Fil A. I get cut off three cars. So anyway, that's just how it goes. <laughs> but moving forward, do I have more confidence in Auburn flipping Perry Thompson? I do. Yes, I do too. I do as well. I do. That's that. That's where all the eyes are is on one Perry Uno Thompson as we start to make our way into Big Cat Weekend. But before we get down that rabbit hole, Cole, talk to us about Demarcus Riddick, the player. What are we getting with him? And we know he's a five star, but what are we getting from him? Here's the thing. This this is how I truly view this, and it, it might be a little bit controversial, and that's okay. I think DJ Barber, who's currently committed to Auburn, is a better linebacker right now than Demarcus Riddick. Fair. I like it. But. Down the line, when Demarcus Riddick figures things out, when he starts to learn his position and he's not playing, you know, receiver, uh, safety, corner, you know, all these things that he's playing right now, punt return, he's gonna def- he's gonna refine his skills at linebacker, and there's not another skill set like that in this class. There's just not. He's got one of the most elite skill sets for defensive football. Okay, so he can line up in a lot of different places. It doesn't matter. And that's what Josh Aldridge is thinking. Hey, I gotta get. It doesn't matter what you are. We gotta get you. You know, we we will figure this out later. Whether you're an edge, whether you're an inside guy, whether you're a guy that can sort of line up like a nickel and cover a guy in the slot, it doesn't matter. You can do all those things. We're gonna get you here, and we're gonna get you to playing linebacker full time. You figure things out, and you will be one of the best linebackers in the SEC because there's nobody else with a skill set like this. I agree, Cole. And to me, he's a little bit more explosive. But there's a lot of Carlos Dansby that reminds that Demarcus Riddick reminds me of. If you remember, Dansby was an All-State wide receiver, yeah. and Somerville even told him he could come to Auburn and play receiver. Now he lied to him because 
He let him have one practice at receiver, and then the next day he was hit one back. Yeah, he told him the truth. That's what he, did. Yeah, he, was, he was politicking. No doubt. Tubby was good at that. Absolutely. But Carlos was the same way where he played multiple positions in high school, receiver, safety, linebacker, defensive end. He did it all. Now, like I said, I think DeMarcus is a little twitchier. Um, I think – He's going to be a, a little bit more natural in the box earlier than Carlos Dansby was, but I see a lot of the same skill set there. And, and to me, that's kind of the comp if you're looking at it from an Auburn standpoint. And you hate to put that on somebody because Carlos Dansby obviously has been one of the more successful Auburn linebackers in our storied history. Yeah. But that's, you know, you got to call it. My favorite. Yeah. Him and, him and DT. Woo, buddy. My goodness, son. And then yeah. you had Travis Williams also in that group. And, yeah. And- and Terrius Williams was also there. Uh Cole, before you go, buddy, uh, give us a quick running on – I know you had the next commit. You had uh, – let's see, I think you had seven names on there. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you seeing for Big Cat? What are you expecting? What could Auburn fans possibly expect? Could Perry Thompson be on the way? Could Malcolm Simmons be on the way? I'm with you, Jeffrey. I now have a little bit more confidence that Auburn could pull off the Perry Thompson thing. And, and you know, it's just so tough to, to go all in on, on something like that with, with how things have gone. And But, look, you, you got proof that it can happen today with DeMarcus Riddick. I mean, that is one that Auburn does not win. If it's last year, if it's the year before, the year before that, year before that. Something changed this year to make that happen. All right, so I believe that that can happen too. And Perry Thompson is in my Who's Next to Commit article. I've got guys like DeAndre Carter who's going to be there at Big Cat. Malcolm Simmons is a guy that we're watching pretty close. I threw back Bradley Shaw in there. I don't know if you noticed, but Wyatt Simmons is not in there. I'm losing. I put put Bradley Shaw in there because I I just think if he's going to be at Big Cat Weekend, now, we've seen reports, I think it was Jason Caldwell who, who reported that Auburn and Alabama were sort of the top schools for Bradley Shaw. Yes. Yeah. All right. Here's a scenario for you. What if now that Riddick is with Auburn, Alabama wants to fall back on Bradley Shaw? Is it Which possible is what Auburn was planning to do, right? Is it possible that Auburn wants to block that from happening as well? Right? Are, are you losing confidence in Wyatt Simmons? I am. Me too. I'm losing confidence in him a little bit. Um, and I don't think it has anything to do with Auburn. I think Auburn wants him, but at the same time, I think that they like Bradley Shaw better than they did this time a year ago. I really believe that Bradley Shaw has surged up a little bit on this board. And uh, him being at Big Cat, I think the timing is interesting. I'll put it that way. I- I think it's to the point that they would take a first in the boat from either of the two. It, that's where I, I, I'm kind of at with it. Seems like it. it that, that's the feel I get anyway, Cole, and I, I'm with you on that. Now, long-term upside, maybe Wyatt Simmons – not maybe. I think Wyatt Simmons has better long-term upside, I do. I think Bradley's more polished now uh, for what you're going to get. But I think both of those guys can be NFL guys later on down the line. I think they both have that kind of a skill set – if they develop correctly in the college pro- in a college program, they can play next level. So apples and oranges somewhat there. Right. 
for, for, for me with Wyatt Simmons, I've never talked to him. I've never seen him. Cole and Christian, I think, got him on the phone after his visit. Dude, I don't think he's talked to anybody since. Um, he, I know he, did, I, he did respond to my text message asking about Big Cat, and he said he would not be there. So that's the only other time. I know um, not just people. I know Auburn felt felt good about Wyatt Simmons before. Yes. I don't know how they feel about him now. I probably need to check. But I do know other schools felt good about Auburn a month ago and Wyatt right. Simmons. Right. So you know, I, I give Auburn the edge. It's just that, man, when I, when I have Auburn leading on the hot board, I like to have some kind of intel every so often just to kind of back it up. Sure. Yeah. And, and uh, but then again, I was thinking, well, I hate to take him off because I don't have any intel to back that up either. You know, I don't. Although I, I, you know what, I probably heard more about other schools, Clemson, Arkansas, rising. Yes. And and Wyatt Simmons than I have. Wyatt Simmons is still looking really good to Auburn. Um. And I think it's like Cole said, I think it's very telling that Wyatt Simmons is not coming. Not that he would, I expected him to. He's from Arkansas. But that you're going to bring Bradley Shaw, who's kind of like the best of the two remaining, right? So if one of the best of the two yeah. is coming and one of the best of the two is not, you tend to lean more towards the one that's coming. And, and by the way, Alabama offered Bradley Shaw, and Alabama also offered D.J. Barber. Yes. And at one point, DJ Barber named Alabama his leader. So, you know, Auburn gets Demarcus Riddick today. Is it possible Alabama tries to get one of those two? I think so. I think it is possible. I agree. And so, Andrew Bone alluded to that. Right. Oh, so yeah. does Auburn try? Does Auburn try to beat Alabama to the punch for Bradley Shaw? That's my question right now. Instead of instead of hoping they get Wyatt Simmons over Clemson and Arkansas. Right. Just take the in-state kid, and I, and I'm just I'm just talking through this like I'm thinking through it. Sure, you know I'm speaking. I, I don't know, I don't have any intel on that. I'm I'm just you know running through some things, some possibilities here. Sure, I think that's fair, man. Yeah, that's all all you can do right now is try to connect the dots with what's going on there. I, I don't think Auburn wants two more. I think Auburn wants one more linebacker. I think they've yeah. got three of the five that they want. They want one of the remaining two. Who will it be? Nobody really knows right now. We think it would be one of Bradley Shaw and, and Wyatt Simmons. Which one? Shaw's coming. That's pretty much what we've uh, talked ourselves into. Uh, Shaw's coming to Big Cat. Yes. Right. Yes, Shaw's um, coming to Big Cat. All right, Cole. I don't want to keep you any longer, buddy. I know you've got to go ahead, and I will uh, we'll keep babbling on. Yeah, my, my, uh, my wife texted me after everything happened there. She goes, Celebratory wings? Question mark. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Fire them up. Let's go. So you gonna cook them on the grill, or you gonna go to meet ups, or? Yeah, we're going. We're going to bring some home. You know. Okay. Uh, Told her to get as hot as they make it. Bring them home. Ooh. And uh, by the way, I don't know when we're putting this out, but I am gonna have a new RPM prediction in the morning. (laughs) Thursday morning. Florida flavor to me. But <laughs> we will see. We will see. I, I like it. I like it. I'm debating on one myself. All right. Debating. All right, Cole. Be safe, big dog. Fantastic job today. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, uh, and, and a well, great job with the tripod. Yeah. Hey, you know what's funny? I, I was uh, 
so proud of my tripod. You know, everybody's making fun of me, led by the ringleader, Logan Adams, uh, about <laughs> my technology and whatnot. I get back in the truck. I'm like, man, that, re- that went really well today. My tripod. I'm on the interstate, and I go, my no! tripod. No! Cole! I left it in the auditorium. I went back. There was one person left in there. I said, I got to get my tripod. I got to get it. He's like, oh, yeah, man, no problem. It's still in there. Woo, we're good. That's a, we're that's good. A really move there, too, man. <laughs> uh, good stuff, Cole. Be safe on your way home, big dog. Yes, All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Sir, see you all later. All right, later, buddy. Jay Head. Mr. Who's, your, who's your next? Next in the boat for me. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think it's going to be Perry Thompson. How do you think he'll do it? I think we talked about this Sunday. Do you think he's a get up in front of everybody on Saturday? Do you think that's kind of been in the works? That's why we've heard so much buzz about Perry Thompson that he finally is going to get up there in front of everybody and say, I'm flipping. Or If he's going to do it, yes. And I think he's also got something ready to go on Twitter. I, I believe that. I, I don't think there's any kid out there right now that's not prepared with a graphic or a video of any sort. Um. But I will tell you this, if it doesn't happen at Big Cat Weekend, my confidence takes a serious hit because it needs to happen now. If it's going to ever happen, it's got to happen now on the heels of DeMarcus Riddick. Um, Every day that goes beyond that, I I lose a a huge amount of confidence. But he's the one, I think he sets the tone to start the day. I think that's how they're going to do this. I will say this, man. In the last 24 hours, yesterday before I put in the DeMarcus Riddick pick, I um, called two other people just to – Fill them out, man, and and everything I heard from them was like, damn, for real? You know, all right, I feel much better about this. I feel much better about this. I'm going to run it, and I put it up. Today, it was, listen, there is, I think we've talked about this. I've written it several, listen, there is confidence at Auburn, and not just from Fred. There is confidence at Auburn that Perry Thompson is going to flip to Auburn. Okay, I don't think that's a secret. I don't think Damari Austin is, you know, being vague on who he's referring to with all these combat signals and stuff. Listen, obviously there is a lot of confidence at Auburn. Flipping an in-state five-star from Alabama is a different bird than flipping an in-state five-star from Georgia. Yes, very different. And, look, I actually spoke to Keith the other day, and he said, Alan, how how do you even go about that? You know what I mean? From Foley's accent, absolutely. How, how how do you write from Foley, Alabama? How do, how does that happen? 
how do you flip a kid? And the only thing I can say in response to that is they – and look, there was a time when Alabama was coming out of the Mike Shula era that they were barely sniffing top 100 kids, mm-hmm. okay? Tuberville had his pick of who he wanted in state. But you start like Nick Saban started, and you sell kids on, you start your own legacy. And you got to find the right kids to do that. And I think Perry Thompson may be one of those kind of kids that wants to start his own legacy. He doesn't want to walk in the shadows of anybody else. He wants to be the one, the only, the first Perry Thompson. And he wants to do it at Auburn. That's, to me, if it's going to happen, it's because of that. And credit to Hugh Freeze for finding kids that want to do that. That's the thing. When you're starting a trend, you got to find the right kids, and you got to circle around those. And if you don't land them, then you're kind of blowing your opportunity somewhat. Uh, DeMarcus Riddick, admittedly, today, well, I'm one of those kids. I want to I want to build this program. I want to build this program back to what it was. I want to I want to I want to play early. I want to feel at home. Yes. And I want to I want to I want to be a part of of rebuilding this program. I think he uh, I think he was adamant about I'm done. That's what I got. You know, if I didn't get anything else from his announcement today, it's and look, we all know that kids say they're done and then they're not, sure. right? But you could tell that it felt like he was really emotionally spent, right? Like he was done. And maybe all this will start back up in November. Sure. And take a visit. Who knows? But right now my gut feeling is is that he truly is locked into this class. And I will say this. This is Hugh Freeze in year one. If this were Hugh Freeze in year four and we'd had some mediocre success to this point and – you know, the kid could be leveraged into, well, Hugh may not be there next year. Right. Which is what played Gus down the stretch, right? Absolutely. You don't have to worry about that with Hugh freezing in year one. That, right. that, that pitch, that negative recruiting cannot be used against him. He's obviously going to get to year two and to year three. I think, and I think I said this on one of the on three shows I did today, Auburn's going to be – better tomorrow than they were today. They're going to be better Friday than they were Thursday. They're going to, at least for the first next four months, I just feel like it's only going to be positive PR for Auburn moving forward. Even the losses are going to look good. I really believe that. I don't think you're going to look at a team and go, what the freak? I mean, you know, like, what's going on here? I think you're going to see a bunch of kids playing their freaking ass off and maybe a little uh, overmatched sometime by some more talented teams, but I think Hugh Freeze is a damn good ball coach. I think he's going to keep the – he's going to have a, a schemes ready to go. He's going to keep this team in games. Um, and I really feel like nothing but positives are going to come out of this season when it comes to recruiting, what fans have, uh, expectations moving forward. I think everybody is going to walk away. There might be some heartbreakers, man. It's going to happen. But everybody's going to walk away going – I'm proud. We're on the right track. We're on the right track. Yes. That you're seeing that fight week after week after with no blowouts, no Auburn going in there and getting absolutely pummeled. That they're going in there and they're laying their guts on the line each and every week. And you see that buy in and you see that fight and that drive that you need to start a program. I'm with you, Jeffrey. I, I think that's exactly this team is going to be scrappy. Mm-hmm. This team is going to show up to play every week. And they're going to be seven and five with a top ten class when it's all said and done. That is my prediction. I, I hear you. From the, from the very beginning, maybe eight and five with a bowl win. But I hear that, you. 
you're going to get one you weren't supposed to get, whether it's Ole Miss, whether it's A&M, you're going to get one of those, okay? And you're going to find your way to a winning record and a bowl and a bowl game and a top ten recruiting class, and everybody in Auburn's going to be on the same sheet of music. And moving into year two, now you've set the table for what it can be. We're moving back into respectability, everything beyond that. Um, I really feel like Heifel at Tennessee – the trajectory he has that program on, the recruiting classes that he's putting together, I really feel like Auburn, that's, that should be Auburn's expectation, Auburn fans' expectations. Yes. And uh, I, I don't feel like uh, Hugh Freeze this year with this team, with the transfers, with these uh, with these guys, I don't, I don't feel like there's going to be an egg laid. I don't expect another Penn State. No. Um, God, I hate saying that. I worked so hard on that game to build it up. Remember, remember all the recruits coming for that game? It was like yes. the biggest game ever. All yes. these recruits, five stars coming for Pitt State. Dude, it was over by halftime, and I was like, "You got I worked eighty hours a week, up, you know, leading up to that game. And people don't see all the hard work. Like I get a chance to kind of see a behind the view, a behind the scenes view of what you guys do. It was you and Keith and Cole, and you're all grinding, and you're you know you're calling all these kids, and you're putting your list together, and you're talking to sources, and you're getting ready and prepared. And then to have that, you know, Kay and Lee leave in, after the first quarter. <laughs> I think Reuben Bain was there and was yes. like, what, what did we just see? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, was, I, I can't remember. I was at halftime. I think Cole and I walked outside. And I was like, you, you, I don't want to talk to these. Oh, we went outside to interview the kids because they were leaving. Yeah. I think it was me and Christian. I think Christian and I walked outside maybe after the second quarter at halftime to catch the kids that were leaving. Um, and uh, I was just like, anyways, I don't feel like Hugh Freeze and this team is going to do that. I don't think they're going to disappoint the fans the way that that coaching staff and that team that night disappointed those fans that night. I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't either. I, I, I see a team that's going to. And the, you know what? The other thing is, you get all your big games where you could get embarrassed that way at home. Oh. And Jordan Hare will help carry you against Georgia. Worth the touchdown. It will help carry you against Alabama. Now, look, I'm not telling you we're not going to be outmatched in that game. We are. Absolutely. These are teams that have recruited at an elite level, and they've cycled through every four years doing it for as long as their head coaches have been there. But sometimes you don't have to have the same level of talent, one through 44, right? You know, your two deep does not have to match theirs, but you got to have enough impact players littered throughout there to make sure that you can make plays too. And that's where Auburn is in this arsenal. DeMarcus Riddick was a big piece of that today mm-hmm. in getting this back to where Auburn needs to be with just enough impact players. Zach in the back made a good comment. He said you saw it was saving that ULM loss was freaking tough, right? It was disastrous. Obviously, he came back the next day. I think the difference between – and listen, that that Alabama team that Saban inherited was terrible. Yes. Like, oh, my God, terrible. You talked about the, the, the top 100 recruits that they could not get. That That roster was terrible. The difference between that first year of Saban and this first year of Hugh Freeze is the transfer portal. Yes. Hugh Freeze has it. Saban did not. Um, so I, that's what I don't see like a Sanford upset or uh, a UMass upset or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> I think I think it's I, <clears throat> I think it's like you, Jay hit. I, I think a seventy-five, eight and five. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but. Uh, as far as the roster, and, and, and Newberg asked me this today, what, what does this do for all? Well, listen, you talk about Alabama and Georgia, uber-talented, right? 
Yes. So much more talented on paper than Auburn. Uh, than Auburn. Okay. How does and I think this kind of goes back to Monica Cole's debate on you know what comes first, you win the living room or win on the field. And this was this will be for my uh, my side, which is to win the living room. But in yes. order, okay. So Demarcus Riddick was going to Auburn. I mean to Alabama or Georgia. Joe Phillips was going to Georgia. Um, and Auburn said no. You're going to come here. I mean, you know, it's not that said you're going to come here, but okay. So, so the talent level just got a little bit, a little bit more parity. Those yeah. are the guys that Auburn has to keep from going there. Hell, you need Florida and Florida State to do well. You need, you know, to, to keep Alabama and Georgia from getting everybody that they want. <clears throat> Auburn and other schools are going to have to do that. I think that's big. I don't think I'm saying what I'm really trying to say. I don't think I'm doing a very good job at. Explaining right. what I'm trying to say, it's like Alabama and Georgia, they get everybody, and then Auburn kind of gets the leftovers. Yeah. But now Auburn's going, let's let's balance this out a little bit. Give me this one, and I'll take this one from you. All right, so now their talent level just went down because yes. they didn't get DeMarcus Riddick and Joe Phillips, and Auburn's talent just went up. So the closer you get to closing that gap, hey, you get Perry, Com- Perry Thompson, your talent level just went up, Alabama's just went down. I, I, <clears throat> now, Georgia – they go and sign two five-star plus linebackers because they, you know what I mean, and, and I'm sure Alabama does too. <coughs> but Albert's closing the talent gap by getting these guys. It's kind of my point. Listen, Demarcus Riddick was a frontline guy for Alabama. There's no question. He was a frontline guy for Georgia. Alabama, <clears throat> what you just did, and I think this is the point that you were trying to get at. Alabama has an immense amount of depth right now, right? Mm. But you just took one of those depth pieces out of the out of the works. Now the depth that they have or that they would have had is not as good. And this is a guy for Auburn that increases your talent ceiling. Okay. Yes. So like you said, you've narrowed the gap by one move today. Can you add another couple chess pieces at Big Cat Weekend? Because that's what this is about. Is our culmination or, you know what I mean, our aggregate of talent going to be the same as Alabama's? No. And it's not about that right now. It's about staging, staggering piece by piece by piece and putting it all together. That's why Hugh Freeze continuously says these first two recruiting classes will tell the tape. If I can get the guys I need in these first two classes, Mm. everything else is going to lay itself out the way it's supposed to because then I will have proof of concept on the field because I got the guys that can run my system. And you know I've been working to put that in there. I hear you. Um, But – it's a situation where you're right. You have got to win the living room because we both know you're not winning a national championship in this year or the next. That's just not – that's not where Auburn is. But can you win enough? Can you show enough on the field to continue with these wins in the living room to keep these guys secure in the class? Because that is a big thing. You have to win enough to keep the negative recruiting away because that is what Billy Napier is going to run into this year at Florida. Mm-hmm. He does not win enough, regardless of what he's done in the living room to this point. If he doesn't win enough right now, all that buzz that Gus used to hear is going to start to filter into that recruiting class. Now, Hugh Freeze is pretty safe in year one, but he knows that he's got to continuously increase the wins year over year to keep the Wolves at bay because then that recruiting pitch starts to get utilized against him. Uh, let's see. Big Cat, uh, you know, K.J. Bolden is coming. Some of the bigger dogs, I'm trying to think. Uh, K.J. Bolden, uh, all of the commitments, even Demarcus Riddick, Perry Thompson. Obviously, the two top two. I, I've got my eyes on Duke Watson. Yes. Um, the running back, I'm going to go down the list. You know, I, hey, I've, I've left Cam Coleman on my list. 
I wouldn't say uh, I expect him there, but I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up. I don't think anybody will know it if and when he does, and they may not bring him to Big Cat. It might be a uh, – I don't know. I, I, I'm still torn on that. But I'm going to let him ride until I see a, an official list. I, I don't expect Cam Coleman to be on the official list, by the way. Um, K.J. Bolden, yes. Perry Thompson, yes. Saquon Patterson. Yes. Hey, I think you'll see him there. Five-star DB, is that right? Uh, five-star on Rivals. Yes, I believe he's a five-star on Rivals. You're also going to have A.P. Hayward that's going to be there as of today. That's right. Brad, Bradley Shaw is going to be there. DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter. Um, I'll be interested to see if there's any other offensive linemen that show oh, up, obviously. Juice Solomon. Uh, Julius Solomon. Yes, which is a big one. This, this, That's a guy, and he doesn't get the publicity. I this, know. This, some of the other defensive backs that, that Auburn's recruited lately have been getting, but this is a guy they love. I mean, he came to 707 and had a monster performance. Yeah, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Of the remaining guys, K.J. Bolden, Zaquan Patterson, and Jalua Solomon are your top three uncommitted targets. Yes. Uh, did I say Patterson? You did. Okay. K.J. Bolden, Patterson, Solomon. Let me add, where did South Carolina? I feel like I went to, before I went to Hawaii. It was Florida State, and maybe Auburn was trying to stay relevant. And now when I came back, Chad Simmons was actually the one who was like, "Hey man, South Carolina, watch out for him for South Carolina." Yes. And I was like, "Damn, really?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yes, he's. I think he's visiting South Carolina before he comes to Auburn Saturday." That's correct. He's going to South Carolina on Friday. He's coming to Auburn on Saturday, and South Carolina is a legitimate contender. They hosted him on an official visit earlier this year. Uh, Shane Beamer's done a really wonderful job in this recruitment. I think Florida State has prior, not necessarily prioritized. They, they've recruited this kid hard, but I think South Carolina's done a better job of selling him on the program than Florida State has. Um, and he's it's definitely – I had a, a post on the board before Chad actually put that out because I'd heard the same thing. Auburn steady, South Carolina rising, Florida State sliding some. Oh. Um, I still think those are the top three. Those are the three that you need to look, to look at when you when you start moving on to August 5th. Yeah. But, yeah, South Carolina is definitely rising some. So how that big cat visit goes for Jalua Salmon and do you get him to stay for an additional day, uh, that's going to be really big to see how that works out because I know he's somebody that's very high on Zach and West McGriff's board. be interesting to see right there. Uh, those are some of the bigger names. Now, the 2025 list is freaking loaded, son. Um, we just kind of kind of uh, picked around and, and added one here and there. <clears throat> Although, Ryan Williams, I, I don't know that he's coming Saturday. I don't think he is. I think he's actually going to be in Alabama, and I, I believe they've reported and confirmed that he's going to be in Alabama on Saturday at their cookout. But where is he going on his way? Right. And, and that's what we don't know. Right, is, right. is he going to stop by Auburn on Friday, then go over to Tuscaloosa on Saturday? Is he right. going to, to Auburn tomorrow? Uh, right. Zion Grady told me, you know, he told Chad he was going to Tennessee, told me he's going to Auburn. His uncle's getting the dates mixed up, not sure what he's going to do. Uh, but J.J. Falk and teammate C.J. May coming in, Jordan Crawford, uh, uh, Fred, I mean, uh, Kid Countries, uh, Edwards, boy, Derek Smith coming up. Is he confirmed coming? Yes. Nice. That's a big I think he tweeted it. So a lot of 2025 guys. Hell, you've got Kenyon Britt and Ezekiel Harris coming from the 2026 class, and even the uh, the eighth grader Trent Seaborn, the quarterback from Thompson, is scheduled to come. We'll have a final list for you guys. I hope 
Uh, I'm, I'm hoping we'll have a final list for you on Friday. Stay tuned to Auburn Live on 3 for that. Obviously, we'll be back Sunday, uh, Sunday night. We'll do a recap of Big Cat. Should have a lot of news coming out of that. Uh, be on the lookout this weekend for commitments. We fully believe that there will be at least two commitments, I think, and I don't know who, but I would be surprised if they didn't have somebody on, on go. Uh, anything else you had? Let's do some how about you. How about that? Let's do call. some how about you. Okay, you go ahead. I'll clean up. Okay, okay. I'll go how about you to Frank Costello. Man, these guys were hilarious. I can't remember what it was, but it's hilarious. How about you to Pena, 87. Good dude right there. Good post. Yes. Been around a long time. Mo Pena. Uh, how about you to Phil the Barn? Phil the Barn, 21. How about you to Bees, 5, B-E-Z, B-E-E-Z. Bees. And uh, as uh, Cole said, how about you to Logan W. Logan Dove Adams for uh, I can't remember what he did. Oh, he he built me my, my Big Cat uh, banner that I use on my board. I don't know if I'd have at you him yet. How about you to Logan? Alright, so Frank Costello, P87, Phil the Barn 21, Bees 5, Logan Adams. How about you, J-Head? Okay, I'm going to go with J-Designs. Definitely oh, sure. to my man there. Frederick 90, got to give him some love for all the stuff that he's been putting on the board. Um, he, look, he's had confidence in Demarcus Riddick. He's had confidence in Perry Thompson. I think my man's about to pay off. So definitely got to give him a how about you. And then I got to read this passage from Coochie Rabbit. I've been holding on to this one because Coochie absolutely just tattooed Cole. And I thought it was perfect <laughs> day for Cole because it's his day. Coochie goes, spoke to someone in the know. Apparently, Cole has become a sex symbol in certain parts of the fan base. They see him as a big, burly teddy bear, <laughs> teddy bear just passing along. He, you know what the bears are? You know what bear is, right? Yeah. He's burly. He, okay. You know what? He, you, you said that a little bit too confidently, Jay. Of course I know what bear is. No, I mean, I'm about a bear in San Francisco. Uh mm. All right, good stuff, man. We're going to do our best to keep everybody updated. Like I said, uh, follow along at Auburn Live on three. Uh, again, bird dogs, big dogs, bird dogs for the big dogs, birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps. Get you one of these tumblers. Get you a butt like mine and these shorts and pants. The pants are really cool too, man. Uh, they're a little tight on me because I gained about eight pounds since I ordered them. So my goal is to uh, to drop about – 15. I want to drop about 15 so I can get back in them uh, comfortably. Um, all right. That's about it, folks. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. Look for a Sunday for J-Head, for Cole, for Zach in the back. I'm Jeffrey Lee. Man, y'all stay at that left lane. See ya. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.